Hi, thanks for tuning in to this episode. This is Tamara, and she's going to give you some great advice on how we can use this time to reevaluate what worked and what hasn't worked as we reopen. But before we get started, I have a quick announcement from our sponsor. But after that, I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, Facebookers, and everybody on here, uh, YouTube and, and Anchor people. I want to thank you to uh, welcome you to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because my guest today, she is a calculating risk taker, and she's gone from the corporate world to the entrepreneurship, and she is powering Cincinnati up as a women-owned business. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Ms. Tamara Schwarting, who will talk to us about resiliency through this recovery. So welcome, Tamara. Thank you so much. Great to talk with you, Tanya. And uh, it's great that um, I know you have a host of things of how the, our businesses are dealing with during this recovery period. But first, I want to know, how are you managing this COVID-19 quarantine period? You know, it's been, I, I say there are good days and bad days, and sometimes there are more bad days than good days, but I mean, I think it's still just one foot in front of the other. Um, so for us, um, with the office environments getting to start back on Monday, we officially opened back up yesterday. So we're kind of right now really looking at all of our um, office procedures and really communicating with um, our guests and members to let them know what is the, the new reality look like. Um, and so, and I'm slowly starting to bring my employees back in. So this week they'll start to come in and then we'll be back fully staffed next week. Wow. Wow. I mean, I know your, your business is, uh, 1628, um, limited, right? That's correct. Yeah. We're a co-working space downtown. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I know, with it being shut down, it's, it's sort of costing you to re-examine some of the things that you've done in the past to how you work, work with what you're dealing with now, right? Yeah, so our primary business model is really um, shared office space. So both in the form of something that would be similar to an airline club. So you come in on a daily basis and you pick a seat and you use it um, all the way up to private offices. So really the biggest transition is in what we call the communal office space. So thinking about um, how do we make sure that that stays healthy and safe for everyone. Um, we also run a program called Women Empowered, which is about giving women-owned businesses a, um, all the resources and tools they need to be able to be successful. So those typically, those sessions are three times a month, and they had all previously been in person. And with COVID-19, we've moved those to all virtual. So for the month of May and likely the month of June, those will all remain virtual um, before we migrate that back in house right right so i mean i know this COVID 19 has been like a learning um curve for everyone if you didn't have some kind of like contingency plan on, on you know businesses running as normal so how how 
I guess you say, what have you learned really from this COVID-19 moving forward so you can prepare for the next one? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's I, obviously, so one of my areas of expertise is business continuity planning or disaster recovery planning. This was not something we really ever had taken into consideration, the loss of our physical space for such an extended period of time. So um, definitely moving forward, looking at our business contracts and looking at how we handle interruptions in business service was something that I think all businesses need to look at. Also to like how you, what are your revenue streams and which ones can deliver more during this time. Um, so I think one of our biggest challenges is um, the unknown as far as how long the recovery period is going to be. So I think there are going to be um, discussions with key partners because for us, even though we're back in business, we still project that we will have a reduced revenue for probably the next eight to 10 months. So it's understanding um, what compensating measures we can put in place to kind of counter that. Um, and so, but I think it's really just shoring up all of your work processes. And, you know, I think a, an, an issue of this magnitude, there's no way to fully be prepared for it. Um, but there are definitely things that um, we can do better if in fact we do get a second wave of it. Um, all of the steps that we put in place now will help us in the future. Right, right. And I, I know, like, so you, you're, I, I like to describe, you're a strategic risk taker. So when you were, like, looking at some of your, you know, reevaluating some of your businesses, what what some of the factors that people should be considering at moving forward with this, you know? Right. I mean, I think really one of the areas is making sure whatever type of commercial agreements or whatever type of agreements you have with partners that they handle this type of interruption in service. And, you know, we're also trying to, you know, we're also seeing a lot of individuals who thought that they were covered from an insurance standpoint for like business interruption insurance. And really um, that's not kind of panning out to be a, a revenue source. So it's really kind of looking through each individual case by case basis um, and realizing there isn't one um, broad process that you can apply to all of it um, that given the extreme economic challenge of something of this nature, you really have to, to dig in and look at it on a specific individual basis. Right, right. So, I mean, when you're looking at your businesses, and we're all talking about resiliency, do you really feel like um, just lifting up the doors may allow people to come back, but physically or, or psychologically, how do you think this may have affected business owners, you know, going forward? Do you think, do you think there's any correlation with that? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I will say, you know, we, we had a lot of smaller businesses that have really retracted on memberships or on what they perceive their need is going to be moving forward. Um, our corporate partners are the ones that are staying firm. 
I think there's a lot of concern, especially when you get in those medium to small size companies um, and they're not wanting to overextend themselves. So that's a pure economic. And then you have the whole safety standpoint too, right? So we saw, especially with actually our corporate clients, well in advance of the stay at home, that they were no longer coming into the office because they were getting corporate directives. In the same way, I think it'll be, um, as we move forward, they'll be the last to come back into the office, right? Um, because they're going to be obviously um, very concerned. So what we've tried to do is be really transparent about what our health and safety processes are and what they can expect when they come in. Um, but we also know we, we're encouraging our members to come in because we do provide a productive environment for them to give, get work done. And we know that being able to have that as an option is important at this time. <coughs> so, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I was gonna say, so it's a balance, right? Um, it's, it's, being, um, it's being transparent and probably in this stage with key partners over communicating with how you view the situation and knowing you're not gonna always agree. So I participate in a couple, quite a few like industry trade groups and we don't all agree, right? Some people are taking temperatures, some people are requiring masks. So I think what you have to do as a business owner is really arm yourself with all of the information and then make an informed decision, but then also know that the situation is still very organic and changing and you might have to make modifications. So basically like when we're going forward and you're talking about the resiliency, it's like, um, the, I guess your mindset or how, do, how do we're looking at this might be a, a key factor in how we can strive with our businesses, right? Right. I mean, I think you have to realize that you continue, you have to be agile in this period and you have to, you have to realize that, um, or my premise is that things are not going back to the way they were. And you have to look at all of your different revenue streams, all of your operating processes to make sure that they're still relevant because things that may have worked with you for a long time may no longer, um, be valid, or they may not be valid for a number of months. Um, so I think the other thing that, as it relates to resiliency, is understanding who your target client is, or who your key consumer, or your, you know, your key user of your service or your good is, and making sure that you're communicating with them. So one of the challenges I think when you, you're coming out of a situation like this, there's a lot of noise and trying to make sure the people that can either use your service or have in the past or have a new, new need, right? Um, that they understand what you can offer and the, the value you can bring to them. Because, for example, if you look at the fact that we offer offices, there are some companies that may have had their density in their offices too tight, that now they need additional space. Right. And so we may not have had an active in my business model. We may not have had an active relationship with them, but making sure that the information is in front of them. I think the challenge is with there being so much noise 
as a smaller business, it's hard to filter through, right? So what I would say is you can't determine when somebody's going to make a decision. You just have to be top of mind when they make that decision. And so it's making sure that you're really clear about what your value proposition is and where you can add, in this case for us, like to truly be an integral part of people's recovery process. Right, right. Like I said, I know, I think, like, so we, we haven't even, I think he and I talked about, we haven't really seen the full blow out of the storm yet. I, I call it a storm, but I mean, it's a struggle or something new that we haven't dealt with. So for those moving forward, what would you say would be like maybe a top consideration of going forward? Right. I think we have to just realize that we're in a time of transition and that things are going to be rapidly changing. And even, you know, what might have been true yesterday may not be true next week. And you have to, you have to be open-minded. A good example of this is, you know, last Monday, the state of Ohio had indicated we had to wear masks, right? We had to require employees to wear masks. Tuesday, they said we didn't. Wednesday, they said we did. So you really have to stay up on it and you have to think of ways to be able to share that responsibility, but also know that you're not going to always catch it the first time. And you have to, you can't, um, you can't give into the frustration. There has, you have to lean into your entrepreneurship optimism and realize that you will get through it. Um, I think you also the other thing that's going to be really important is you realize that you step back and say, this is affecting so many people. This isn't just about us. This isn't about one industry. And this isn't about one company. This is, this is huge. And um, there are things that are going to really suck through this process and are going to be less than ideal. Right. 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 And, there are going to be a lot of tough decisions that are painful. Um, and you have to be open, in my opinion, open and transparent and have those really difficult discussions to be able to make it through to the other side. Um, you know, I've seen a lot in the news about different bailouts and different programs, which I think are really necessary. But the reality is, my personal belief, there's not enough money for all of that, right? So we right. have to continue as individuals who know our businesses best, think about in the new current environment, what are things we can do to propel ourselves forward? That can mean things you've done in the past, no longer can you do. Like in our case, as it relates to conference rooms and private events, we can't host anything over 10 people. So I can't even think of that as a revenue stream. So I, the onus is done on me as a business owner to say, okay, how do I combat that? What are other ways, knowing what my assets are and knowing what my resources and skills are, you know, can we put in place to be able to, to counter that and look for different ways of moving forward? And unfortunately, 
there will be some companies that won't be able to. I mean, I personally believe we will have significant loss of business. Um, right. But I think what's important is, as opposed to getting caught up in the chaos and the sense of overwhelming, which would be easy, you have to just continue to, as my mother would say, eat the elephant one bite at a time until you really have exhausted any opportunity um, to further, you know, generate revenue or keep your business moving forward. Right. So, so if, if I'm hearing you correct, it's like basically take inventory of what you can do, what you can control mm -hmm. and let go of what you can't. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is you're not doing it in isolation. You really need to lean into your key partners, you know, whether that be your landlord or whether that be your bank or your lawyers or your financial planners, you really need to re rely on them. So you're not, you're not in it alone and you need to be able to, you know, expand your circle talk with other business owners. How are they handling it? I mean, I think this is also a really great example. I saw something on the news this morning where it was a hair salon in Covington that was starting to use like at-home kits for people to dye their hair. And she said, I saw an organization in New Jersey doing this and I reapplied it. That's what we have to do. We have to look for best models throughout the U.S., throughout the Cincinnati area. We have to look for different partnerships and different thought leaders and be able to lean into that. Right. So in the, in the closing remarks here, because we're, we're getting down to the last few minutes, what's the one thing you would like to leave our listeners with like going forward? What would you say would be something that they could take away from this? Yeah, but I think you have to just continue to keep your optimism. You have to continue to, to realize that with optimism doesn't mean there aren't really bad days. Um, you know, it's still okay to, to cry or yell or scream and still keep moving forward because you're still moving. And um, sometimes, unfortunately, those days, there's more of those that get you down versus get you up, but you have to keep moving forward. Um, and you have to keep looking for solutions. You lose hope if you stop trying. So even if you try, you may not be successful, but you have to keep, you have to keep it somewhat of a small trajectory forward. Um, and, and sometimes it's easy to just get overwhelmed. I mean, one of the other things that I was just telling somebody this morning was I think more than ever, especially for small business owners, it's really important to be able to compartmentalize. So like I tend to have workaholic tendencies, um, but during this phase, like I'm really checking email on the weekend for critical things, but I'm not doing work because I know to manage my personal stress level, I need to disengage, which in the prior to COVID, that was not the case, right? Right. But it's such an intense environment that we're in right now, learning how to disengage so then you can re-engage at a higher level, you know, whether that be watching TV or reading or other types of activities to do something completely different. Um, I think it's, it's super important for your own mental well-being because part of it's physical strength, right? Right. right. Energy up, but a lot of it's mental too. You know, it's about 
about keeping yourself strong, understanding when you do your best work. Maybe during this phase, you're working really early in the morning and leaving at two or three in the afternoon or whatever, and know that it may be different than what it was before, but continuing to continue to make small progress, even if some days it feels like you took, you know, four steps back. Right, right. Well, Tamara, it has been a pleasure talking to you, and I would love to have you come back and talk yeah, to you more. Because it's amazing how fast 20 minutes can go. I know, it does, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having But what I want to do is, where can people find more information about what you do and, and your services? Yeah, definitely. So a couple different places. So um, 1628, our website is 1628ltd.com, so limited.com. Um, if it's if it's an individual that's a woman-owned business, um, our email address or our web address for that is women-empowered.com. Both of those um, have a lot of information about our organization and you can get in touch with us. We're also on all different social media channels. Um, we're physically located downtown at 11 Garfield Place. So once things start to open back up, we'd encourage people that need a place to meet with business partners or need a place to operate their business to, to reach out to us because we, we'd love to be able to show them what we have to offer. Well, thank you, Ms. Tamara. And I want to thank you for those who tuned, yeah. tuned in with us today. I also want to remind everybody that I will provide all the links that Tamara has mentioned in the comments. And you can find her on her website. And like I connected with her and through Facebook. So um, there's great ways to connect. This is the greatest time to stretch out and, like you said, expand your um, network. So, again, thank you, Tamara, for coming on. Thank you so much. All right. And, uh, and I want to say thank you for everybody showing it. And please tune back for another episode. So thank, thank you for joining us on Coffee with Tea. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. I want to always remind you that feedback is welcome. Email us if you have any show ideas or guests that you want to see. Links will always be provided in the comments. Please share us with your friends. And remember, take things in stride. Go with the flow and create your own path. And again, thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.